gentlemen, we are finally, finally back after a slight delay in uh, me getting a guest nailed down. Um, given that the San Diego Comic Con was this last weekend and uh, all the things that have occurred lately, I really wanted to get Shockmaster back on here, my resident comic book expert and old school uh, wrestling aficionado, so that he could give his unique take on all that stuff that went down. Um, so we had to wait till mid to late week to get, finally get a hold of him because he's been a very busy man lately. But uh, we got him, got a lot of good takes. Um, this, this, this guy is one of the guys whose uh, opinion on, on the wrestling game I respect the absolute most because um, he was there. He experienced, you know, the rock and wrestling era. He experienced the Attitude Era. He's been there for every high and low of the business. And uh, while we all, you know, myself and KB have witnessed thousands of matches between us um it doesn't compare to somebody who was there when all that stuff actually happened and watched it actually occur so uh that's that's a, a perspective that you can't buy and that you can't uh hope to replicate unless you were there so i'm glad to have him here i do have to uh address some some breaking news that occurred uh just today i would be remiss if i did not get to it during the podcast when all of you listen to it tomorrow but the rumors are circulating that both The Undertaker and Sting will be coming back possibly next week. The Undertaker and Sting. Uh, Undertaker may be appearing, will be appearing as early as Monday Night Raw. Um, Sting will be back in time for a match with, for SummerSlam. So go ahead and let the speculation begin on that. Who both those guys are going to go against. Um who both of those guys, how they're going to use them. Um, I, it's funny because the Shockmaster just texted me today and was like, you know what would be neat, and I got a feeling it's coming, maybe Undertaker versus Lesnar. And that's how they're going to either keep the belt on Rollins or that's going to be the first, first guy that Lesnar defends against. And I said, well, I don't know. And then this news breaks that they are actually booked to show up uh, very soon. So... Very excited to see that. Um, so, want to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to run a little long today because there was just so much to cover and talk about after what occurred over the weekend as far as uh, all the comic book movie trailers dropping at San Diego Comic Con and the big news with the D NXT Divas making their debut along with, of course, our preview for Battleground. So, everybody settle back. Here we go. Let me get the Shockmaster on the gyrophone. And I got here on the line for a show that's going to be chock full of information, news, and reactions. The almighty Shockmaster, our resident archaeologist, and old school wrestling genius. What's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Not much chaos, but, you know, living chaos. out of boxes right yeah, now. Yeah, starting <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been talking. About, I've actually been, been telling the story. It's probably completely inaccurate. Uh, I've been telling the story of, of your of your saga up there as to why, you know, I haven't been able to get you back on the show yet. And I said, you know, you've been working a lot of hours because nobody's going to put hard times on the Shockmaster's family. Uh, no. So, I, any advice to all of the, the people out there on uh, buying houses and moving and all of that, all of those entanglements? Yeah, no matter how prepared you think you are, you're nowhere near prepared. You're not. <laughs> no matter how much money you think you got saved up, you're always going to have no money left over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, 
Yeah, it's something I don't want to do anymore, but I said that the last time I moved and the time before that. So hopefully this is the last one, but... All right. Yeah, currently just living out of boxes, but I said, hey, I got to get on back on here. I got my internet hooked up and we're ready to go, so... Um, so... Uh, are we at least are we at least happy with our end result? What, what, what we got now over there? You good to go? Pretty I, nice, I th- pretty nice spread over there. I think so. I got I got my lawn mowed today. Oh, you know, adulting. Oh boy. And, yeah. yeah, and met the neighbors for the first time today. So okay. Er, okay. everything seems good. Yeah, so far so good. That's a that's a key component right there. The, the, the neighbors. We got we got awesome ones over at my place. Um. So tons of stuff both this weekend. Monday Night Raw, um, Battleground actually shaping up to be a pretty, uh, pretty solid, pretty solid show coming up. Um, it's tough to pick a place to start, but I think the most pressing um, news story of this week is the uh, the breakthrough of all of our favorite young ladies from down there in NXT who all debuted together last night. Now the the Steph infection, as we call her, <laughs> uh, yes. as akin to Staff infection. I just had to rear her ugly head and involve herself in that angle that was so beautiful, but um, even she was not able to ruin it as pretty much all the girls received a pretty giant pop, um, especially Charlotte and Shots of Banks. I don't think it was because of any lack of popularity of Becky Lynch. I think it was just people were like, what, Becky Lynch? Like, that's not that's not who people were expecting for, no. with, with that uh, breakthrough. So, um... So what what'd you think of the what you think of all of that and are, and are we excited going forwards? What does this mean going forwards? I'm excited about the potential. You know, there a lot it's a lot to absorb. I understand you know the women's World Cup just happened, so they're trying to capitalize yeah. on the the girl power movement and people being interested in women's sports right now. But uh, you know, Steph, I guess I understand why she was there. If you're going to have the most powerful woman in the company there to represent women it's obnoxious i can see why they did it i couldn't care less for it you know but yeah uh you know but it kind of is disappointing that the three that got called up didn't have that you know that breakthrough moment like oh this is their debut you know now they're all kind of clumped together as they came up yeah that's true that is true but uh, if they're trying to do a total overhaul of the division and of the way everything is perceived, it, uh, it kind of makes sense at the same time, too. Like, this is what's going on now. Not yeah. to mention, this is the thing that um, a lot of people I don't think thought of, but that I was like, hey, this is why I kind of like this, is because um, if you remember, down when she was in XT, Paige was an awesome wrestler. Hell and yeah. Everybody was excited when she came out. But... Who does she have to work with? You're only as good as your dance partner, and yeah. that's why Paige has just become just another person up on the roster. When she used to be a great wrestler down in NXT, if these girls coming up in a group together, now they can keep wrestling one another as well, hopefully. And that's why I was kind of, well, I get what you're saying, where it would have been nice for them to each have their individual thing coming in. Um, all of them coming up as kind of a division together and saying, hey, this is this is uh this is real real women's wrestling now, and then getting to put on those matches together. I think I, I think that's gonna be that's gonna benefit them if they go that way with it. Uh, it's all on the follow up, yeah. you know. Uh, it, I everybody cringes at what could potentially happen. You know, oh well, let's put them in a two minute match and same old shit, different you know day. We're I'm optimistic this time, but yeah. you know the WWE has their track record that you can't shake. 
there's reason to be worried for it. But man, I, I really have a good feeling that this is this is the turn that that division needed. Those girls worked stiff as shit last night too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, those NXT girls are far more physical than what's oh, on. Oh, and the it was roster. hilarious to see because they had to be. Because yeah. once again, I mean, good lord, how long have the Bell has been there and they have not fucking improved one iota, like at all. They no. these new girls came out on the scene, came out like that, and the Bellas looked just as fucking lost as ever. <laughs> just yeah. just delaying spots and no fucking timing and just it looked fucking awful. It looked like when celebrities are involved in the show and get in the ring with real wrestlers. Yeah. Um Naomi looked pretty damn impressive, though, I thought. Yeah, well, that's because yeah. Na- Naomi's a, she's uh, badass, a really so. strong uh, natural athlete. Yeah. And so she's going to she's gonna take to it a lot a lot faster than the other ones. Um, yeah. They looked ridiculous next to the <laughs> NXT girls, and one can only hope that um, they don't drag them down uh, in any matches. And that was, um, it was a clue that both, both of us are both grizzled old veterans of this wrestling thing because we both said right after it happened well this is great but let's see what happens next week yeah there is no there is no option for this to be anything other than you know a competitive 10 minute match next week there's no other option if this is going to work they have to go right in and really really reinforce what they're trying to get across here have they have you seen it all have they announced a like a six, a six lady match or anything for this for battleground is. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything yet. You would figure maybe a three v three v three is the end goal, but I still Sasha and Naomi. I mean, they're similar, but they're it just doesn't seem like they would be a natural fit. It's just kind of well, you know. But let's just, you know, I've been thinking throw it together. Fit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's but, fucking ridiculous. I, I'm guessing the end game SummerSlam and uh, Barclays will be a good crowd. Yep. to have yep. you know yep. they, if the building is still standing the night after NXT visits the Barclays no, Center no which I'm going to yeah. do my best to make sure that it's not <laughs> but yeah that is going to be a good crowd and a good a good uh, especially cuz all those girls will probably figure um figure into the picture probably pretty pretty strongly the night before at Barclays at the NXT show I would think yeah, that'll probably think? be their swan song of sorts because uh Kevin Owens is going to be on that show too at the bar at uh, NXT at the Barclays the night before. So, so do you think it's going to be the Bailey division or is it going to be the Dana Brooke division going forward? Um, both, both. I mean, obviously, Bailey's going to take that belt now. Yeah. Because uh, the, you know she's the consummate, she's the the bridge between the last group and this group, um, and she's been chasing it for so long. That's going to be that'll actually probably I bet you that'll happen at the Barclays. So it'll be yeah. it'll be Bailey taking taking the women's belt finally, finally. Um, and and get having her moment and uh, moving on. I'm not as worried about the NXT division as a uh, girls division as some people seem to be. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of people to lose all at once. But for one, um, the Aussie females that they just picked up, I heard are very very good. Um, the guy, she, the, a couple of them have done a couple of jobs uh, here lately in the last few weeks. Uh, Cassidy is one of one of their names. I don't recall the other one right off the top of my head. Um, uh, that and there's plenty of there's plenty of female th- indie talent out there that's that's yeah. very good. Um, not to mention both Charlotte and Sasha Banks looked about as a fish out of water as you can possibly look when they first showed up on the scene. 
yeah. down there in NXT, and now they are, you know, everything that we know and love. So, um, I believe Sarah Del Rey will work magic with them, like she did with uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte. And the division will keep rolling. Might have a little bit of toughness there for a little while, but I, I think with the structure they got down there and uh, proving, you know, that, that it can happen and that it can be done and improved, I think that it, things will keep on rolling down there. Good. Yeah, I, it, it's just funny how we're all confident that you could put a bunch of nobodies in the NXT and, like, it's still going to kick ass. Still going to succeed. Yep. <laughs> and then yep. Well, yep. And taking people up in the main roster, you still worry, like, ah, not ready for this yet. Yeah. So, we got to wait to see till next week. Um, how did I told you already that I went ahead and, and went to sleep after the, <laughs> the U.S. Open Challenge? Uh, but, well, I mean, let's let's cover that, though. Wasn't that kind of fucking weird? How, like, out of all people, Rusev was the one that, like, won that really grueling, crazy match and then was almost, like, sympathetic in a way because Cena gets in there and he's fresh and, like, Rusev is continuing to battle on and battle on, even though he just got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, it's a very odd way to book your evil foreign heel. Yeah, that was that was really strange <laughs> to me. Like I'm I'm 100% for uh, building Rusev back up into into you know a, a monster, a serious monster. But I feel like that would have been just one more real solid feather in the cap of uh, Cesaro and what appears to be the beginning of a push for him. Hopefully. For him to have been, been in that position to be bravely trying to fight on. Um, Matt fucking Rusev. That was weird. That was really strange. And it felt like the crowd agreed with me. Like, the crowd was really kind of quiet and, like, only popped for, you know, Cena's moves because it was kind of like you're just beating up a, a beaten, tired man here. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just very odd to see the baby face of the company going in there and, you know, taking advantage of a guy that just wrestled a 30-minute match or ever. However long that match ended up being, yeah, and it's and it's physical. I mean that God, that match, it was fucking incredible, God. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's a hell of a triple threat match. They've had good triple threat matches this year, and you know I detest triple threat matches. Yeah, but this year has made me rethink. You know the whole that that match last night was about as stiff as anything I can remember WWE has done in a while. Not yeah, was, named yeah. Brock Lesnar. You know, excellent. So speaking of which that final segment that I did not stay awake through. Brock Lesnar was involved. What is the fixation with axe handles now all of a sudden? Like, what the fuck? What What <laughs> yeah. happened there? What, what? I, I, I guess uh, Seth Rollins is the new Triple H. Uh, he doesn't have a hammer. He gets an axe. Yeah, he has an axe What the hammer, hell? Yeah. So what happened? Did I heard I read that Brock Lesnar laid a beat down, and then Seth was mad and hurt Kane. Yeah, something to the extent where uh, Heyman caught Rollins' hand going underneath the table. And uh, you, know, you know, and Brock flipped the table over, found the axe handle, and Brock does what Brock does and starts mm. smashing shit. They ended up getting Kane down, and you know, broke. I guess Kayfabe broke his leg with steel steps. Mm. So, and then, and then Rollins chicken shit his way out of the auditorium when Lesnar Lesnar left, and Rollins came back and kicked Kane in the leg, <laughs> I, and you know, pissed off his plan didn't work off. So. Mm. Well, like I said, I've been reading in places that we might be looking at a um a Seth Rollins face turn and a showdown with uh, Triple H at SummerSlam. Um, I don't know if that part's going to go down, but it seems like they're they're uh, inching towards some sort of character development for for Seth Rollins. What do we think is going to you know segueing into our next topic of Battleground? What do we think? 
What do we think is going to happen now between Rollins and, and, and Lesnar? I, I mean, I can't see Rollins versus Triple H if it happens being for the title. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got to be Lesnar. And I, but it also is like, how long is Lesnar going to be around? If you're going to get the big title match at SummerSlam, then it makes sense. But, you know, I can't see Rollins retaining and then facing Triple H for the title. That doesn't make any sense. But that seems, or Kane for that matter, if it's Rollins versus Kane. God, no. Yeah, th- um, that New York crowd, Rollins versus Kane as your main event for the WWE title. What the hell is going to happen there? Uh, I just, I don't know. It's got that, you know, it's 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 Raph, but it's a little too Raph. You know, like Ninja Turtles yeah. 2. Like, it's too obvious. I, I don't know. I just got a, ba- I got a bad feeling that something stupid's going to happen. Because yeah. logic, if you're doing this the right way, really, in reality, Lesnar should come back, and Lesnar should fucking kill him. Like, yeah. there's no... There's really nothing else to it like that should really happen unless you have a long-term end game where, where Lesnar's going to come back during the Royal Rumble and get his final, final shot at WrestleMania or something. But, that, I mean, there's no nothing else really makes sense to go with here besides Lesnar beating down Rollins and taking that belt. Um, and then Rollins, you know, somehow blaming that on other people, him getting turned on, and somehow them getting to turn him face out of that. Um Otherwise, I just, I just don't see any, I don't see any logic in, in doing anything else. Yeah, I think there's only three matches that can be a title match at SummerSlam involving Lesnar, and I don't think Rollins is a part of that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, okay, so even with Lesnar or with Rollins, who's, who's next for, for a title shot? Uh, to me, uh, there's only one guy who Rollins hasn't had to go through. Yeah, you got Reigns. Well, there's well, that, but the guy who's probably going to drop the U.S. title. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they can... If, I mean, it, it good would be good. Good fucking luck. Go ahead and yeah. put him against Rollins yeah. in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking if you've got Lesnar, people want to see... Les- I, I think the next big money match is Lesnar versus Orton. Mm. Yeah, we haven't seen that before. Yeah, and, and and that would lead me to the Orton versus Sheamus match where you have Orton beat Sheamus at Battleground. Orton put up a damn good fight against Lesnar and then Sheamus cashes in money in the bank. Yeah. That has Orton chasing Sheamus throughout the fall when Lesnar goes away. I mean, that that's the only thing I can see besides Rollins and Cena, but man. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how that crowd is going to take that yeah. as their main event. Cena in the main event again. It's true. Um, it, it's it's tough because I really have no idea what they're going to do with the title going for it, it. It's like you said, it's a raft, but a little too raft. Yeah, I mean, and I mean that you know, I, that's kind of interesting though. We'll have to. I mean, I, I would prefer it to the other usual Rollins title defenses where I'm like, you know what? There's just a, there's a, there's doubt. I don't. I really don't know where they're going to go with it or how it's going to go down. Um, you talked about Sheamus and Orton. It, it's, it feels like we might be out of the woods on what I'm about to say because the characters have changed and evolved over the years. But man, these two guys had some fucking horrible matches back in 09, I want to call it. 09, 10, during uh, Seamus' original 
uh, heel run and, and Orton yeah. was a face, they were fucking bad, man. Um, Which is odd because those two, they're they're very good performers, but it's, it's almost like Rock and Undertaker. Yeah. They never put on a good match. Those two just... Their styles don't click for whatever reason, yeah. but they're they're both good. They're both damn good. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's not it's not a good mesh, and I don't understand it. But I, I would think Orton would win because they'll book the Money in the Bank guys, the chicken shit, as yeah, usual. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope things pick up for for that for that particular uh, meshing of guys. Um, Tag team championship. Uh, Primetime players New Day. As much as I enjoy the primetime players, um, I just don't who I don't see them as viable champions in the long term because who else are they going to defend against? Yeah, I I thought I, I would have picked the primetime players to win if the Wyatts were still around because I think that's who was getting geared to mm-hmm. to take the title, maybe a SummerSlam type match. But now with Rowan gone, it, it's got to be New Day because. You know, you've got Lucha Dragons or something yep. that they can still go do something with. And I think, uh, shoot, New Day versus Lucha Dragons at in Brooklyn at the fucking SummerSlam, that'll be jamming. Yes. That'll be a jamming uh, atmosphere, good match. That'll be, it'll be everything. So I hope that's what happens. How long? How long is Uso out? Is uh, that a year? I think he'll be back pretty soon, actually. And that could be a SummerSlam match too. You don't keep one Uso away without. You know, for a reason. They're keeping him off TV. They're not going to keep him off a year or anything. If no. They're not going to pay him to sit around and do nothing. Yeah, so I think, yeah, maybe um, that would be a good triple triple threat match or like a ladder match or something. Yeah, or at, le- or at least a three-way uh, Lucha Dragons, New Day, and the Usos. That would be fun. That would be cool. Yeah. So we're thinking, so we're thinking the Usos just because of uh, lack of anything else making sense. Oh my God! Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, they went... oh. outside of my control, my 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 wife left. My lovely wife left the, left the TV on fucking USA, and Tough Enough is is coming on my TV right now. I'm frantically <laughs> searching for a remote, so I do not partake in this in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't imagine you've watched a single episode of this, have you? I've I've only seen enough of that ZZ guy to think that that's the only one that I want to win. They're actually, physically, when I was watching it last night, there seemed to be some people who had um, at least some physical potential. That one uh, fucking huge dude, I don't even, I don't know his name, but the guy who was uh, second to the left in line, he did the, made the Wookiee sound, he was all like yeah. super tall. I'm like, oh, he looks interesting. And then the, uh, the uh, virtuous young lady in the mint green dress <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> seemed to have some potential. I'll say that. Um, so, uh, I hope that they, that they do well, but otherwise, yeah, I haven't. How do they expect anybody to, to, uh, invest in this when nothing ever comes of the show? I don't, I don't, I don't get that. That, That's the problem. They, they've shit the bed with that show a long time ago. Everybody, everybody gets a contract. Who gives a shit? Well, that, and the people who win never end up doing anything. It's better, it's better off to lose. I mean, you had a guy fucking pewter for a shoot fucking whipped Kurt Angle and they fucking didn't do nothing with him. Yeah. Like, what, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got guys like Ryback and Miz that didn't win the thing or, yeah. and, and they're doing just fine. Hell, John Morrison, he yep. did all right for yep. himself. Yep. Yeah, there, there's a list of 
tough enough failures that did better in the WWE than the winners. Than the winners, yep. Maven was all right, um, but never amounted to much. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, uh, Andy Levine <laughs> never even fucking... I don't think he ever even showed up on the FCW TV show. Ow. Just nothing. I don't... Uh, yeah. What, Nowitzki had a little... Was he a tough enough guy? He, I think he was on the show, but I don't think he won. Okay. Do you? Here's a funny story. This is something I read. I have no idea what the truth of this is, um, and you might not even know who I'm talking about. So this could be it. Could be a non a non starter. But um, are you aware of the the Ring of Honor talent uh, named Moose? Yes. Apparently, I read online that the WWE offered him a spot on Tough Enough, like as a ringer. Really? Like, as in, you're obviously going to fucking win this show. Yes. Because let's get real here. And then that's how we will introduce you as, you know, you came through and you beat everybody's ass on Tough Enough and you're the Tough Enough, you know, uh, uh, five-star prospect guy who got through and now you're on your way to WWE. And I guess he uh, he turned that down. He said, you know, he didn't he didn't feel... Didn't feel like he should have to go through. You know what I mean? Shouldn't have to go through the dog and pony show. He should be just get on the show on his own merits. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna bring a guy like that in, there's no need to. You fuck know, no. Bullshit. There, people with would it. know who the fuck that was the second yeah. he walked out the first time. Yeah, that. Yeah, if you're trying to make that show legitimate, you can't do shit like that. You yeah. know, it's just. Yeah, it, it just cheapens the whole fucking thing. Who gives a shit at the end? Well, at least the at least the person who won it would do something. Yeah, I mean, I Maybe get they the, need I, to start I, doing that. Maybe they need to start putting a ringer in there <laughs> yeah. so we get some I results. Get the, I get the point of it, but like I said, then who's gonna watch it? Yeah, if they know if they know the outcome. So it's a shame. So, what's your interest level from between mowing the lawn and? Mailing in a parking ticket payment. What is your interest level in Ryback, Big Show, Miz? Because that's Fuck. about where mine is. Uh, bagging grass clippings. Yeah. Man, the Intercontinental title sure fucking fell off pretty quick, didn't it? Which God. which is a shame because Ryback has actually been doing pretty fucking well um, this year. And especially with crowd reactions and stuff. Like kind of they're off of his ass about the... Uh, about the... The Goldberg about the Goldberg thing yeah. and uh yeah uh, and the punk thing yeah it, I, I I feel bad for Ryback just uh, why people in that company insist on putting the Miz and Big Show in these them positions in, even though both of them just came off of major programs where they had lost yeah fuck and Ryback's coming Ryback. off a of fucking major program where he <laughs> lost yeah. God why damn Why Wyatt that got an Intercontinental title shot uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, that title. It, it's the people, the way it's booked. It, it just Ryback can have fun with smaller heels out there. Even maybe a one-on-one with just the Miz might be a good thing. But fucking Big Show, God, I, 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 I don't mind the guy, but I'm just done with him. You know what's a shame too? Is I feel the same way, and everybody I know feels the same way. But the Big Show was like. Like as big or bigger than Andre the Giant, like yeah. it sucks, and and way more athletic. It sucks that they have used the Big Show the way that they've used 
him and things have gotten to the point that they've gotten to where you know just nobody wants to see it no yeah, one he cares sh- he's such a fucking talent it's really he a should, shame yeah he should be a special attraction and they had just butchered him throughout yeah. the years yeah he cries cries plenty too oh my god yeah yeah I mean it, it, he's just damaged beyond the point at this point where he's redeemable you know it's just I don't know what you do with him you get rid of him I, I wouldn't say you get rid of him but it's time for something else I, I it's ugh, it's just frustrating something Especially, that uh yeah. go, go, ahead. go ahead sorry no no i'm done no i was i was about to say i've got nothing else to say about the big show uh, yeah I'm, I'm there too so i shared with kb my thoughts and feelings on this on this roman reigns bray wyatt feud that i really like it and i like that it has been able to let roman be a little bit outside of the norm of what he's been doing since he got there um what have you how have you felt about it I, I like it, you know, like I said, I, I, you hit the nail on the head where it, it gives him a chance to be a little more, you know, oh, he's a father and, you know, he's going to do what any father does. He's going to beat the shit out of anybody that does anything with his kids. You know, and it makes Wyatt a creepy bastard, you mm-hmm. know, and I, th- I would like to see it extend to SummerSlam. You know, I, I'm hoping it's not a one-off. I think it's got potential to... Yeah, I think there's a decent chance it will. Yeah, have something, have a decent feud out of the two of them. It just, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see how their styles mesh in the ring. Well, I think, see, there's a lot of potential on both the Randy Orton Sheamus match and this match that if the guys have the balls enough to just fucking go for it, like yeah. it could get really good. Like you could get really hard hitting, stiff fucking match out of Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Bray Wyatt's a fucking a tank with a Ferrari engine. Ha <laughs> ha Throwback. <laughs> Throwback right there. Um, but that's really what he is. And then Roman Reigns, we know he can, you know, go through and deal out an ass kicking. Um, I think that's the best utilization of both guys and hopefully to lead to like a brawl or, a, or a, some sort of a gimmick match for SummerSlam. But I think, I hope... I, I hope both guys kind of just let it hang out and, and really go after each other in that match. Yeah, I feel that that match is a match that should be 10 minutes, and it'll probably drag out to 25. And then I, yeah, I, I think it'll... Not. I hope not. That needs to be short, impactful, let them beat the shit out of each other, and then somehow get it to extend to SummerSlam. Well, I would like it if, if, if it was... You know, they're going back and forth, and it gets really brutal, and then it just gets out. What was the last time we saw like a double DQ or a double count out that wasn't just that was part of a story that wasn't just a means to an end you know what yeah. I mean like okay we had these guys in a match but it doesn't really it isn't really supposed to mean anything so we just threw them out there for eight minutes fast food here's your fucking happy meal okay double DQ on to the next thing it doesn't matter but in a match like this with with things that have gotten so personal and both of them are so pissed off at each other you can utilize a double DQ or double count out to um, further tell the story of how much they fucking hate each other. Yeah. And There's how... two two times that I remember that it really worked well. Undertaker versus Undertaker Michaels. Undertaker, Mank. Oh, M- Michaels, okay, yeah. And then Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. And then they both ended up in Hell in the Cells the next month. Yep. And it was just perfect because they beat the shit out of each other, knocking refs down, 
you know, and just killing each other on the outside of the that's, ring, and the rest I mean, just said, fuck it, we're done. That's what would be... Oh, that'd be so perfect, except for, especially for what they need to do with Roman Reigns, is, you know, let them be going crazy, fighting each other, and the ref tries to get in the middle, and Reigns is just tossing referees out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, just lost his mind. Just because that would be something that would be kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say cool, but, you know what I mean? Kind of an anti-hero, kind of a... Give give him an edge. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. It would give him, give add a little bit of an edge to the character. I think it lost a little bit of momentum with Reigns getting to Wyatt this week, though. On Raw, I think it would have been better if it held off until the pay per view. Well, I kind of see. I kind of liked that segment because when have we ever seen a side like Reigns like that, where he's just a crazy person interfering, yeah. interfering post match and just beating the shit out of somebody like. We've we've never we've never seen him do something like that, and, and I do love Ambrose just sitting there smiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. That's perfect, perfect. Oh, it's kind of a shame they haven't thought of a way to get him on this card. Uh, I mean, he he main evented a lot. At, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it it's almost nice if with the roster being as big as it is, you can kind of reset a guy, you know, and give him some time. Don't force him into something that's not there. Well, at the same time, that kind of sucks that, I mean, the guy was on the main event of the last fucking show, and now, six weeks later, he doesn't have anything going on. That's... Well, it's either... it was, The rumor that I heard was it was going to be him versus Kane. So, I'd almost rather be off the show. Yeah, well, I, I can't disagree too much with you on that one. And Kane served a purpose. You know, he's out of the way now for the Rollins main event. So, it's storyline purpose. I think it's better that Ambrose and Kane didn't happen and Kane has a broken leg and he's out of the picture. So you have Lesnar versus Rollins one-on-one. That, I mean, I hope, hopefully if things go that way and it actually goes that way, I'm really expecting just, it'd be tough, it would be tough to exceed my expectations because they are that high for for that Rollins-Lesnar match. Just how well those those styles are going to mesh. Yeah, that, it's going to be just fucking the, excellent. The interaction they've had in a triple threat in the night after Mania. Uh, that match is going to fucking rock. Yep. Speaking of matches that are going to rock, let's go ahead and get to our real main event. <laughs> John uh, Cena and Kevin Owens. I thought you were going to say Wade Barrett versus R-Truth. Oh, yeah, on the on the pre God, who did Wade <laughs> Barrett piss off? Like, really? Uh, this is a four-month feud with R-Truth over the King of the Ring. Over the God. King of the Ring with R-Truth, uh, like, acting zany. I Man, I can't talk about it enough. I just don't... I will never understand what happened with what happened with Wade Barrett. I don't understand. He was one yeah. of the most over-acts on the show when he got oh, hurt, you... and then... And now, this. Yeah, if you want people not to cheer heels, see Wade Barrett in... 2015 on Gosh. how to get people to not cheer for heels. That just... Yeah, they don't cheer for him. They also don't boo him. Nobody gives no. a fuck what he's doing when he was one of the most <laughs> over guys on the roster. Yeah, it's just... That's that's just one of those mind fucks that you just don't understand. Terrible. Terrible. Okay, not to get you off track. <laughs> John Cena and Kevin Owens. You know, as much as I am still looking forward to this, doesn't it feel like it's kind of the heat it just kind of died off a little bit. I think so, because you had uh, such short turnarounds in the first two matches. Well, that... Well, 
and now you had is, a is it was so impactful and there was so much vitriol and so like these promos where they're just shitting on one another you know what i mean like it yeah. was very personal there was a lot of anger it was a lot of all of that between these two guys and then since uh since money in the bank it's just been him saying oh i'm taking that title from you and then interfering in the us title match like every week they they haven't cut a promo on one another um about you know what this means and what's going to happen they haven't i don't i don't remember unless it was you know the night after yeah. money in the bank or the night after that like that yeah i i don't know if it's kind of well the storyline's already spoken for itself i i, I don't agree with that but yeah, it just seems like an awful long time since Money in the Bank and that that thing has just storyline-wise died down. I'm sure they're going to go out there and... Oh, tear you know, the fucking tear the house, house down. down. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it, yeah, but the momentum is definitely uh, lost. It's I mean, this would have been the week to do it for him yeah. to... For them to talk about, like, this is it. This is the rubber match. This is it. And I am taking that fucking belt from you. Um... And we've yeah. seen Sorrow get very hot in time, you know. It, with with those two, that storyline has kind of gone away, and Cesaro is now, you know, risen up in between front and center. Uh, I think Owens and Cesaro would be a badass feud for for after. I'm uh, hoping that that's a SummerSlam U.S. title match. Yeah, that would be. God, that crowd would eat that up. Yeah, eat that up, and they will beat the shit out of each other. Oh yeah, oh yeah, those two guys definitely with. Both of them feeling that they got everything in the world to prove. Um, but, hey, who knows? We might need ourselves a new top heel by the time SummerSlam rolls around. And I don't <laughs> know just the man for the job. Yep. So, how? now that we're kind of past the battleground thing, before we move on to to the San Diego Comic Con, with lots of things to talk about that happened there, oh, um, how familiar were you with Kevin Owens before? Because, you know, I love to, I love to get your, your perspective on things as someone who has seen you know, probably near 30 years of wrestling, who's seen it all, every high and low of the business. Um, how familiar were you with Owens before he got there? And what do you see in him as far as the big picture? Because I had just heard a lot about him, you know, and the first match I saw of him was the NXT debut against CJ Parker. And literally within you know, a minute, I was screaming out loud, holy shit, you know, like, wow, and then when his match, his series of promos and his match with Sami Zayn, the first one happened, I was at the point already where I was like, Kevin Owens might be, might be one of the best wrestlers on planet Earth, like, he really might be, so, what did you think, what do you, how familiar were you with him before he got to the WWE, and what do you think, big picture on Kevin Owens? I, I just heard, you know, the name, and then the, the problems with Cornette, and Cornette saying he wasn't going to be anything or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and Cornette being Cornette. Yeah. And, you know, he was a big deal in Ring of Honor, but, you know, I mean, I, I watched Ring of Honor casually, but I don't remember seeing any of Steen stuff, you know, and, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something when he showed up on NXT... He made himself a fucking star. Yeah. That first night, and my cousin and I were just sitting there because that was the same night Balor, mm-hmm. and we both text each other, "Those two are going to be fucking stars." Yeah. Not seeing them at all beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just listening to the hype from people over the years, but to see them live is something else. And Steen, man, he's got that just you know 
I, like Mick Foley said, he'd blow Mick Foley away. The, the, yeah. the athleticism. Yeah. I, he's he's almost akin to Vader to me. Yeah. You know, but he's far more athletic than Vader was. Yeah. But he does have have Vader qualities to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Vader, Vader's one of my fucking favorite heels. Yeah. <laughs> so that that I mean it. That that's a very positive compliment coming from me. I the the way he just beat the shit out of Sami Zayn, you know, it did so much for the two of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I'm hoping that that Sami Zayn can be something in the WWE because I think that those two can feud for years and make me give a shit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they but got I, the natural storyline when he comes back. Kevin yeah. Owens taking credit for uh, putting him out, putting Sami Zayn out. And, I, and I'm just happy to see an out-of-the-box physique. Absolutely. To you see know. somebody, yeah. And, and, I, and I feel good for him on a personal level because it's like you know, with that company, WWE, they they didn't want him, you know. And I, he busted his ass, and he got there, you know, and despite his body, and yeah. he he is doing. I mean, he's the hottest fucking thing going right now. Absolutely, yep, yep. And I I just feel like a like there's just a little something else about him that it remind like in a different way because he's so much more laid back and like cocky. But it reminds me of how when Austin in late 96, mid 96 was cutting those promos and there was just like a real – and people don't realize because all the – people only remember Austin, you know, when he was a face and McMahon and all that. But between the summer of 96 through WrestleMania 13, Steve Austin was a fucking incredible heel. Yeah. And he had just such a, a, a legitimate – palpable nastiness to him when he would cut those promos where you would fucking feel it. You would feel the intensity coming through the screen, and I feel that same sort of just a little something else with Kevin Owens that I did watching him. Yeah, and even with Austin, you know, I, I've gone back since the network, you know, watching the pay-per-view since 92, 93. He's a fucking awesome mid-car heel. Oh, uh, yeah. Stunning, oh, yeah. Stunning, stunning Steve. Steve. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see the transformation from the Hollywood blonde into a more, you know, ruthless. And it's just an awesome character arc, you know, that Austin went under. And, yeah. I, and like I said, I think, you know, the SummerSlam neck injury kind of derailed him as a wrestler wrestler, you know. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, people forget how damn good of a ring worker he was. Yeah, there was a reason he debuted as the fucking ringmaster. Yeah. There was a reason, yeah, because he was, he was a fucking great mechanic is what they call it. Um, he was a great mechanic in the ring. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Steen Steen's got those qualities to him though. That he he's just somebody that you're drawn to, and he's got that intensity that it's undeniable. I I just I wish if they're gonna go with the title change, which they fucking really had better. Who um, else? Who else if it's not Owens? Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, is Cena could just go on forever, like, you know, having these great feuds and great matches with people, and it would still, yeah. you know what I mean? You could do it with anybody, but um, I would like, shame, I would like yeah. to see Owens, you know, redo the feud with Adrian Neville. He had some badass matches with Adrian Neville down in, down in NXT. Um, and obviously, when Sami Zayn comes back, it would be great if... Owens was right in the middle of this long, strong U.S. title run, yeah. and 
you know, they feud over that belt. Um, I just wish, if that's what's going to happen, I wish Owens would have got one more of those promos where he looked Cena right in the face and says, I'm going to hurt you and I'm going to take that belt. That's, you know, that's what I brought up when he beat Zayn for it. That's what I brought up was the biggest deal of his character when he beat Cena the first time was that the thing that is most dangerous and intimidating for a heel is to say they're going to do something and then they go out and do it. Yes. Which is so rare. So very rare and, you know, really sets him apart. But is I'll still is, be there a ch- oh, is there a chance in your opinion that this thing gets extended out to SummerSlam? <sighs> I, well, I mean, it, it very well could if you go by the rules that they only cho- choose to follow half the time. If um, Owens, Owens beats him, obviously John Cena gets a rematch. Now, do you think that this could be a double DQ finish? And then you get to a, this could be something where you would have a cage or a two out of three, two, uh, three stages of hell some kind of, you know, crazy-ass gimmick to end this thing. I'm going to tell you right now, because I can feel my blood pressure rising just <laughs> thinking about this ending up in a fucking double DQ. If that happens, it goddamn well better end up in a three stages of hell or something <laughs> fucking awesome like that at SummerSlam. That better be what the damn plan is, because if it's not, I'm going to be fucking pissed as fuck if this doesn't end up in a decisive way on Sunday. Yeah. But yeah, they, I can, just, like, they can still yeah. get that if, if Owens wins. If Owens wins and he says, you know, he wins and then John Cena says, I, I get my rematch, well, let's find out who really the better man is and, you know, 30-minute Iron Man match or three stages of hell or best two out of three falls or something. I mean, that could still be... That could still happen. Yeah. Thanks, speaking of things that could happen and will happen, it was something that we only said could happen years ago. Batman vs. Superman is definitely on the way, if any of you didn't know any of that yet. The new trailer dropped at the San Diego Comic Con this past weekend. Um, I thought it was fucking amazing. You tell me what you thought, comic book (laughs) expert. I still got a fucking grin on my face. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There was so much. It was a four-minute trailer, which was just awesome. Yeah, you know absolutely. they gave you so much to be hyped about. They're freaking Ben Affleck is a beast. Oh yeah. my god, he's just yeah. huge. Uh, yeah, it just but the, he just looks like a pissed off motherfucker the entire time. That gruffy look on his face. Mm-hmm. I, I am. You had Kryptonite. You had Luther. You had. You know the, the Robin suit. Joker, Motherfucking you know? Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goodness I, gracious. I mean, <laughs> who knows what that thing's going to be? I, it could be an action porn, you know, yeah. or, you know, I, you got to have story. But Well, man. They, they did a, a decent job with that in Man of Steel. And yeah. um, it's funny now, all the retroactive fucking reviews, everyone's like, oh, I get it now. Like, <laughs> talking about, you know, a lot of the things they didn't like about Man of Steel, like now they're oh, all kind of kind of coming I... to fruition now. Yeah, that shit that pissed me off for so long the last couple of years since that movie came out. And I remember Chris Jericho saying something about when Randy Orton beat Christian for the world title. Shut the fuck up and let the story play out. Yeah. This was the first act of a huge universe. Well, see, that's the thing. is is 
did they? And you're more in tune. Well, you're more in tune to this stuff than I am, or at least were at the time. Um, I feel like I didn't see anything about a, a DCU shared universe. I think that was when Man plan. of Steel was coming out. I, I like. I don't think anybody realized that was going to be the launching point for this. Now I, that these movies are coming out, it all makes a lot of fucking sense. All the things that happened there. Now, I th- I think they originally wanted Green Lantern to be, but that failed uh, so bad. Yeah. That Man of Steel, I thought it, it was pretty common knowledge on some of the boards okay. that I went that that okay. was the launching point for a DCU. Okay. See, I don't think the general pop n- realized that. Yeah. And um, that might might have been some of uh, because if you think about it. If everybody would have of... known that, if everybody would have known that, I don't think everybody would have been so upset about you know the Battle of Metropolis and this, that, and the other with the collateral damage and um, all that stuff. I think if everybody would have known it was a jumping off point for DCU, they would have wouldn't have been so harsh on it, um, knowing that everything that's happening here is going to have ramifications and ripple effects. Well, that's your instant gratification society you live in now. They want I want to know what's happening now. I don't have the patience to wait. Two years to see how the story plays out. Speaking okay. of that, though, um, something that I re- will jump back right into specifically the BVS because there's other stuff I want to talk about that I saw in there. But the thing that I am loving about this is I love, and I don't want it because obviously the movies haven't even come out, so this is way jumping the gun. But I love how, okay, like Marvel made the mold. Like, this is possible, this is a shared universe, like, we can do it, but now it's like DC has been able to to see this, see this happening, and uh, have been able to adapt it, like, almost seemingly even better. Because it seems like um, these films, like, everything that happens in them has a direct, uh, tangible ripple in the other films. And that's gonna solve a lot of issues, like, especially for me, like... You know, say for instance when Iron Man 3, I think it was, or Iron Man 2 with the Mandarin. I'm like, why is the, how is the Mandarin attacking America, but Captain America's not fucking anywhere to be found? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, in that stuff, but it feels like in, in the Suicide Squad trailer that we're going to discuss, um, it feels like in the DCU, everything, the, the movies always all cross over and Easter egg into one another. Yeah, I, I think Marvel's content with leaving leaving stingers at the end of their credits, and oh, well, this is how they're tied together. Yeah, you know, I, I think seemingly it looks like DCCU is going to be, they like said, more cross related with each other and like completely you know? interwoven. Because that's where you got you got your screenshots of uh, of you know the Robin suit with obviously that the Joker killed him because yes. of the writing that scribbled onto the Robin suit. Like clearly, Joker is. Um, if not directly, indirectly making cameos in the Batman vs Superman film, um, Wonder Woman obviously in the in the thing shows up. Man, I was looking. I was like, please let me have a Jason Momoa fucking Aquaman <laughs> fucking cameo. I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> but maybe that's gonna be on the next one. Um, so I'm just really excited to see how how. It looks like very interwoven and cohesive. The whole DCU is gonna be. Yeah, and, and go ahead. Uh, the thing is, like, you gotta remember, Marvel did their universe with all their B-list 
characters. Yeah. You know, they're That's heavy what, hitters. It's, it's funny because you're about to say the exact point that I was going to just make. Go yeah. ahead. And now DC has got all their A-listers. They're yeah. going to fucking go nuts. I, That's, I, that, what I was going to bring up is, like, you think Marvel made money with their universe? They're using... I mean, the Avengers are popular, but they were more comic book popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was aware of Iron Man and yes. Black Widow and all of them, but that's because I wasn't really into comic books when I was a kid. But I don't think Iron Man and those guys had, like, a huge crossover um, Marvel? General, general public uh, knowledge. You know, everybody likes them, but they weren't... I mean, Batman and Superman are two of the most popular uh, pop culture icons of all time. Yeah. And they're going to be the backbone of this DCU. Yeah. Like I said, Marvel is missing X-Men. They got Spider-Man back. That's going to be, that's going to be big. But, uh, Batman, from what I've heard and read over the years, that's the strongest symbol of like American character. Oh, he, you know, absolutely. No, Batman is, is people, Batman people are fucking crazy. That's why Batman is the one who has had a TV, has had TV shows all about him. Batman is the one who's had three separate universes of movies built around him. Motherfucking Batman is, is fucking Batman. Like, and he's going to be in this. And then it's a little bit less to, um, to like contemporary audiences, but Superman also is one of the absolute most popular pop culture icons of all time as well. Like, there are a lot of people who are extremely into Superman, especially um, 70s, 80s, 90s, and of course back in the golden era, like 40s and 50s. Um, a lot yeah, of people there, were really, really into Superman. So There was a study I remember doing in college that had something to do with symbology. Mm-hmm. The bat symbol and the Superman logo were almost as recognizable as the cross. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. You know what's funny is that was the comparison I was going to make. I'm like, yo, pop culture icons, it's like Jesus, Christ, and then Batman and Superman. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, people, you can see that logo and instantly know what it is. You, yep. You have a hard time doing that with any other superhero. It's going to be fucking huge. Huge box um, office. Yeah, that's... Uh, Insane. Eisenberg looks like he's going to be amazing. I mean, yeah, he's neurotic enough in that. Uh, I, I think he's quirky enough to be a different take on Lex Luthor. That is yep. desperately been needed. You know, Kevin Spacey tried too much to be Gene Hackman, and it just, yeah, we need a different direction at this point. And, uh, and then we fucking saw Kryptonite. That's all. I, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, I, yeah. I had to rewind it. I showed that to to my wife. I was like, "Look what he's looking at. Look at that. Like fucking, yeah, yeah, and, yeah." To get the uh, the DC Trinity on film, and if the rumored bad guy at the end of the movie is true, it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. I've been hearing, I've been hearing lots of things. I've been hearing lots of things. I don't know if I really. How I really feel about that, to be honest with you, uh, it makes sense if in there in that you remember it's a interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And and I think they can make it work with if the rumor what they're talking about is true. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they can. I, I don't care because as soon as that thing or whatever it is shows up, it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to be cool. So fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should it, not to be spoiler. You know, people are going to love it. So. Um. Wonder Woman 
yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Uh, everybody yeah. can go ahead and just shut up. And I don't mean uh, phenomenal from the obvious reasons that I would say she looked phenomenal. Um, I mean, like, she, she... Like, that was Wonder Woman. Like, that... She looks like fucking Wonder Woman. Like, that was incredible in that trailer, yeah. man. Yeah, that... She looked good. She looked like she's gonna own it. I get so pissed off with, well, where's her tits? Oh, shut the fuck up. All right, God. I, I, hey, if you see this trailer and look at her in that fucking suit and in action, her titties can be as small as they want to fucking be, because <laughs> she looked amazing. Um, yeah. Criticism coming from people that the last time they seen a vagina was when they came out of the womb, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hi, hey, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, man. And the one last thing I wanted to touch on that I did not realize um, initially when hearing the synopsis of what this was going to be about, um, I thought it was very interesting that from the voiceover, it sounds like Superman views Batman as a menace just as much as Batman views Superman as a menace. You know, Superman thinks that Superman sees himself as like, you know, this super this really good guy and this the savior and sees himself as like the white bread, uh the, the white meat baby face, if you will. And so <laughs> yeah. he sees the way that Batman handles business and thinks he's terrorizing people and brutalizing people. So he thinks that Batman is is some sort of uh you know, meta human that needs to be stopped. Um yeah. but at I the think, same time Batman looks at him that way. Yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome. You gotta remember that in this universe that Batman's kind of been around for 20 years yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So he's used to dealing with low-level things and taking care of Gotham in his own way and then you see this fucking alien come in here and tear shit up. So it's just... It, it, Bruce, I think, is almost kind of blind at this point and kind, almost kind of naive not to realize what's happening. Yeah. And that, yeah. you know, and same with, you know, Clark, you know, it's Obviously, just it's just yeah. it's gonna be inter- it's just gonna be interesting. It's just, it's cool because I was talking about it with my brother-in-law. He's not sure. He's like, well, who's the bad guy? I'm like, that's the point. There is no bad guy. They're, you know, you're you're gonna the guy in the middle laugh. is making each other think that they're both bad guys. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, well, and I think the overarching, I think they the plot became a little bit more obvious that Luther is gonna try and turn them against one another to to get them out of the way for his own plot. Yeah. You know, whatever it end up might be. Um, an interesting tidbit that I read uh, during the the production and um, the, the script writing and things of, the, of that nature for this film is, uh, and I don't, this has not been, not the way I've heard it spun as far as what I've heard about the comics, but I guess in this movie, um, basically Metropolis and Gotham are like Oakland and San Francisco. Oh really? Like they're separated by a bay, like a, a bay and a bridge. They're like a twenty-five minute drive from one another. That's a interesting take. Because what I've heard before is that Metropolis is kind of like New York, and Gotham is kind of New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like they're they're far enough away from each other, but still kind of in each other's shadow. When in this universe, they're going to be basically sister cities. It's a it's. It, it works, I guess, but it's always something that I found funny. Why wouldn't any of Superman's villains go to Gotham and just beat the shit out of Batman and take Gotham over? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah, but I, we'll see how it works. You know, there's so much to wait and see how how they pull it off. Speaking of wait and see how they pull it off, 
that fucking Suicide Squad trailer. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Man. Uh, even though I watched the shaky cam version of it, the one that got bootlegged out of uh, SDCC, um, even though I couldn't make fucking heads or tails of what was going on in it because I couldn't hear shit, and it was still cool to watch it with the with the crowd pops, with the reactions. Yeah. Everybody lost their shit when Leto's Joker showed up on that screen. Um, once again, a lot of things that are made that are made very clear, um, that are made to seem... I think a lot of people came out of the Suicide Squad trailer feeling a lot better about what could be coming in that movie. I did. Yeah, I. It, but it does definitely seem like it's going to be the Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto show. I think everybody yeah. else is yeah. going to be side characters to those three. Yeah, yeah. I had a question. Um, the version of Enchantress that I have seen in the comics doesn't look like a swamp babe. Is that? Yeah, I. Is that? I don't is that an interpretation, or is she in some continuity uh, depicted that way? That's. That's new to me, you know. I, okay. That doesn't look like anything that I'm familiar with, but the, a lot of the character designs in that movie were kind of, you know, rather radical compared to the yeah, source yeah, material. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Because that... Maybe, yeah, she, it, maybe she'll be a future, um, a future opponent for Wonder Woman, and they didn't want them to look too much alike because Enchantress from the comic books kind of looks a little bit similar costume-wise to Wonder Woman. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, it could be... They're, it, you know, with those comic books, those stories going back 70 years, there could have been another Enchantress, but... I, yeah, that that's kind of a little off to me, but it may, they're you know, storyline explanation So for break it. down for me and for uh, other people who aren't quite as into it. I'm really familiar with Deadshot, not so much Rick Flag, and they seem kind of similar just from the look and the way that they seem to go about business as far as um, what they do. So what uh, what's the differences between Rick Flag and Deadshot? If I remember right, Flag is like the leader of the Suicide Squad in the comic books, so yeah. at least one mm-hmm. one version of But yeah, to me, they're almost the same like you said, the same type of character. They're both badass mercenary types. Yeah. I mean, Deadshot yeah. is, uh, you know, has some cybernetic uh, stuff helping him out and he's obviously the... Uh, the uh, sniper, although not yeah. quite the level of Deathstroke, which no. is always a fucking confusing thing. Then uh, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but... Deadpool is a whole different fucking. <laughs> Deadpool is Deadpool, but Deathstroke and 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 Deadshot Gosh. are names are similar, skills are similar. Yeah. Yeah, that's De- always Deathstroke, super fucking confusion. You know, Deathstroke's a little more. Right, he could do hand-to-hand combat with that sword of his, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so. Deathstroke has a little bit more uh, Eastern uh, influence. So, but isn't, yeah, but Rick, I don't, isn't yeah. Rick Flag kind of like a, kind of like a, uh, a hesitant? Uh, yeah, he he's a yeah. little older. Uh, kind of an anti-hero the, kind of thing. Yeah, he's not really, from what I've gathered, he's not really a bad guy, you know, yeah. to... Yeah, he's more hesitant involved with it, and he's just kind of the guy that 
kind of gets thrown into the field leader of this thing. And I feel like I can't help but feel like that's going to be the direction they they take with Deadshot too, because I mean, it, it is Will Smith. Yeah, you can't you can't have Will Smith and not use Will Smith and have him be just a straightaway bad guy, you know. Yeah, he whatever. he's definitely at least from what you get from the trailer, he's not the the bad guy that I see in the comics or in the video yeah. games with him in there. I'm you know, excited try- for uh for Jai Courtney's fucking Captain Boomerang too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too familiar with Boomerang in the comics, you know, I know enough about him, but yeah. uh I think that's going to be going to be pretty interesting, interesting. yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I I really and it's just the feel I get for it, and with it being a David Ayer movie, that there's going to be a lot of dead bodies by the yeah, end of the yeah. thing. Um, so obviously we got to get to what everybody's everybody wants to hear about, and everybody wants to talk about. What do we think of Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn so far? I, you know, I was very hesitant at first when that thing came out, but yeah. that. She's playing crazy. <laughs> yeah, she looks. Yeah. She looks like she got a pretty fucking far away look in her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, does that movie not end up with Harley Quinn fucking everybody over for the Joker at the end of? Oh that movie? come! On. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. But man, I think she's gonna be fucking good. I think. I think it's gonna be. I'm really excited for it. That's all I can say. Just she's got that, like I said, that crazy look in her eye, mm-hmm. and she's just out there. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Joker has fucked her head up so bad. Because I, I think they'll touch on that backstory a little well, bit. Well, that's actually what they—that's what they were showing in the in the trailer. In the next part, we're going to talk about that's who the Joker was doing that to. Yeah, that's it right. It shows it really quickly that it's her tied down to that bed. When he's about to do some sh- some some shock therapy action, yeah. So first thing I gotta cover in regards to that is man, that fucking laugh. <laughs> Gosh, excellent, excellent. Am I right? It you know it does remind me though of uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin from sp- hmm. the first Spider-Man. Okay, see, I wasn't really uh don't remember much from it, so. Okay. Yeah, it, it, I, it kind of has that familiarity to it. it. It's still unique, but it did make me think, man, it kind of sounds like the Green Goblin a little bit, but I still think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be cool. Don't get me wrong. And then the rest of it, obviously. I think, yes. I mean, me personally, I know everybody's still shitty about the tattoos. Um, I can't disagree too much about that because what the fuck. But otherwise, from what I saw in the trailer... Um, that's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder how far they're going to let him go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like you said, there's, there's a little Batman action in that trailer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Riding oh, around on top, of his, on top of his car. Once again, we're weaving, we're, uh, weaving the, uh, the movies together. I, I'm very curious to see where that movie ends. Because yeah. it's going to open a door for a lot. For sure, it's it's such a it's an inter- interesting movie. It's you know a villain movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's a gamble, but well, is because that... I guess they're going the other way around from Marvel, where they're they're starting off with an ensemble film and then deploying them out into various other films. 
and they're not catering towards children. They're catering Ooh, towards example. You know, yep. this, those are those are very mature themed trailers from the two of them. Oh yeah, that the Joker part especially that would scare the shit out of a little kid. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, it might not do the box office that a Marvel movie might do, but yeah. quality wise. I think it will on the strength of on the strength of because you know we're speaking about how popular Superman and Batman are. Um, the Joker is probably the most famous and and popular villain of all time. So, just the curiosity to see what Leto does with that with that character. Have um, they confirmed that that's going to be an R or is that going to be a PG thirteen? Oh, it'll be a PG thirteen. They ain't going to go R with that. There's no yeah. way. But um, that you could stretch PG thirteen pretty pretty fucking far these you days. can yeah, um, yeah i mean uh, how many fucking people got killed in the last two batman movies and they were pg-13 yeah um speaking of pg-13 getting stretched x-men age of apocalypse <laughs> does Mag- magneto says fuck right in the middle of that <laughs> right in the middle of the trailer yeah, I, think I didn't you know you get, could do that in a PG-13 can, movie these days. I think you can get away with one or two, because they, there's an F-bomb in, I think, most of the X-Men movies. At okay, some point. okay. I think you're allowed to get away with one or two. But uh, other than that, but... That's kind of weird. That doesn't really make sense, but... No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you, you can show people getting cut up, but you can't say fuck more than twice. And... Well, what I mean is if, if like, why does three fucks make it, now it's R. Like, if you say it, you say it. If the kids hear it, they fucking hear it. Yeah. One it's... fuck is worth a hundred. What does it matter? Uh... The MPAA so stupid, but... No, I, uh... For a movie that's only been shooting for five weeks, that trailer looked pretty damn good. Gosh, and, it's so... It's just incredible. Like, we've all been waiting for... It, like, Apocalypse being in a movie seemed like something that w- couldn't happen. Like, yeah. there's no way they'll ever... That would that would be so cool if they did that. And not only is he in it, but... Oscar Isaac sounds like he's gonna fucking have some ridiculous speeches. <laughs> yeah. An oh awesome, awesome dialogue. And... While he is an interpretation, that is for sure, he looks fucking crazy in this movie. I'm so pissed off with hardcore fans. You know what they've been bitching about X-Men movies for the longest time? (laughs) Why don't they look more like the comic book? Why don't they have the costumes? Where's the color? It's always the black leather. You got goddamn Apocalypse looking all blue and shit. And now people are like, oh, he looks like Yvonne Ooze from Power Rangers. Like, shut the fuck up. God. (laughs) No, no, no! Pleasing some people. So they're bitching because they put color in them now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or he's too blue. It's like, oh, shut! Or he's too short. It's like he fucking changes size, you dipshit. Yeah, he'll be <laughs> he'll be large at some point. Cause I've I've actually seen some uh, some concept art and how beautiful is that yeah, poster? Yeah, he's gonna be pretty fucking large in a, in a, in oh. a couple of parts of this movie. Yeah, um, that. And you're, we're just only hearing Oscar Isaac's voice, and he's already said he's doing digital recording. They're oh. going to manipulate that voice. His voice already sounds awesome. Fucking great. Yeah, and it, oh, I just can't wait, because they, they said that, that armor's going to shine up, too, and oh my god, I Apocalypse is something that I've been wanting to see for wanting a long see for the longest fucking time. time. And you've got his horsemen look like it's going to be Storm, Psylocke, Archangel, and Magneto. Ah, oh, it's just yeah that 
It's going to be crazy. It's, it just feels like an X-Men movie, finally. You've got Gene, Cyclops, Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, and Xavier bald. You know, it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's, and they, they've kind of even said, this is going to be the launching point for... The for, new, for a new X-Men universe. Yeah. For the new X-Men universe. So, and I just... With the timeline being fucked up from Days of the Future Past and Apocalypse showing up, it's like, hell yeah. It, it yeah. just seems storyline-wise... It's going to fit, and I think it's going to work. Very exciting. Very exciting. All a lot of good stuff. All a good stuff from this weekend. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for uh, for being on. We finally got finally got you. Got you back. Oh, um, we didn't even talk about uh, Punisher. Oh, yeah. Punisher being, <laughs> being casted in, a, being cast in the Daredevil. Yeah, finally yeah. that's happening. They're bringing him back. Um I don't know much about the actor. A lot of people were very, very excited for this particular actor. Do you think he's going to be he's going to be solid? Um, I think as far as guys being cast to a role, you're talking about a guy to me that fits that role like Robert Downey Jr. fits Iron Man. Wow. I think that okay. John cool. Bernthal cool. is Frank Castle. If you, I know you don't watch Walking Dead, right? No. No. If you, I think what made that show popular was season one and two. And he played a character called Shane, who was the antagonist. And you can he was you know, he his descent into madness in this post apocalyptic world drove the narrative All for right. the first two seasons. And there are just scenes and especially in season two where he loses it, you're like, Man and then when you see here that he's the punisher, you're like, Holy shit, this is gonna fucking work. Guy is a badass. He has such an intense look. I would have personally loved to have seen him be the new Wolverine. That's how intense I would have. Okay. I think awesome. he is. Awesome. But uh, I think people, he's already been out there. People have caught him in comic book stores buying Punisher Warzone comics. So he's getting into it. Fantastic. So I'm, Very yeah, exciting. I, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I really think that that's going to be something special. Very much so. I'm I'm excited too. I might have to, might have to check that out. I wasn't. I'm not really a Daredevil guy, but man, they're bringing. That's one of my boys. Punisher is one of my favorites. So yeah, I have to check bring, that out. They're bringing Elektra in too. So there, there's a lot. Yeah, maybe there's it's the start of a, of a mini, or the continuation of the beefing up of the of the mini, uh, Netflix MCU. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. That should be special. It's just like special every time we have our resident comic book expert on. Thanks, man, for for providing all your expertise to the show. No problem. We appreciate you. <laughs> I've been hard times trying to get back on here, but <laughs> yeah. Made... Uh, hopefully next time we won't we won't have as much as much as much space in between because you won't be going won't be won't be trying to work through all those hard times. No, I'm I'm a little more settled down now, so I should be a little more Good frequent. Good stuff. We'll have you back soon. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, appreciate all you guys out there. Uh, we had a lot of random, like a big, some big downloads lately, and I thank you guys for that a lot. Remember, you can reach me at at mnorcal, and you can always uh, submit questions or topics you'd like to see covered on here by me and any of my my various experts. Um, I thank you a lot, and we'll list will be back soon um kb maybe ty if he's not busy with his thousand things he got going on we got all kinds of guys coming back up uh thanks for listening everybody 
and we will be back soon. Yeah. 